0: Seltzer King's Podcasts. Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli, and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews
1: with some of today's hottest comedians.
0: That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more.
1: So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network.
2: Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys.
0: Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys rewatch Sex and the City with you. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And today we have a writer, a producer, and the host of Pot Psychology. Please welcome Tracy Morrissey.
3: Hi. Yay. Hey. <laughs>
4: Hi. Thank you How's so much going? for joining us. Thank <laughs> you, Thank Tracy. Thank you for having
3: me. I'm very excited.
4: We, Tracy, are, are we, you, uh, are you um, located here in New York
3: right now? I'm in Brooklyn, yeah.
4: Okay. Nice. Uh, awesome. Nice. I could feel our. I could feel our four energies sinking because me and Corey <laughs> have been traveling, like for the past bit, and now we're both back in Brooklyn as of this past weekend. And I, I based on your Instagram, I thought you lived around here, and it feels nice. It feels nice to like, be in Brooklyn, but digitally all together.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: It's like we the first time off all,
4: everyone's been in the same city in a
0: long time. Long I know, time, now. right? That's great. Yeah, totally. Ooh, I know. We keep I'm excited we keep talking. We keep talking about doing our podcast in person, but we're all doing it not in person right now. Do you do your podcast Pod Psychology? Do you guys do that in person right now? Or are you doing it remotely?
3: I we did it remotely for the first probably mm, like five or six months of quarantine, but my mm-hmm. co-host got covid like right in the beginning Mm, so then when i moved back to the city because i had moved out of the city when i moved back i was like let's just do it in person it's fine um so we've been doing it in person now since like the end of the summer i would say
0: okay cool the
4: um do you do your podcast high do you smoke weed and then do your podcast
3: oh yeah yeah oh That's man the whole that makes me point it would, i mean i just i, I just wish get I was nervous high right now <laughs> any, anytime I yeah, speak, like, pot,
4: this is
0: this is so terrible i wish i was high right now <laughs> I,
4: I just i talk a lot and then the second i smoke oh, weed like four seconds later people are just like kevin's high because i just like don't talk so i don't know how to would do a podcast high and i get oh, like man. i get really I just start talking in circles. I can't imagine. We'll do it. We'll do a podcast high one time, and we can see if yeah, our well. listeners <laughs> notice. You guys
3: should do it. You should do it on the episode where Carrie gets high. Yes, where, yes!
0: She, yes! One, where she where she eats idea. the chicken with the guy. Where she where yes. she yes. smokes weed and eats chicken with the guy. Do <laughs> the guy you wait? Who lives so your mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you wait, your <laughs> podcast is based off a book that you wrote also on uh, no we, we, um
3: No, it, like the actually kind of hate the name but like we're just going with it but it was, okay. it was supposed to be like pop psychology but it was okay, like okay. hot psychology and we right, gave right. advice to mm. people but while we were stoned Oh my and that gosh. was a vlog that we did on jezebel like way back in the day i was one of the founding editors of jezebel and okay. then we got a book deal from that and then i got pregnant and then I had a baby and we kind of like stopped doing it because of that. And then, uh, like about a year ago, I was like, cause my kid's like nine now. I was like, we should, we're, I feel like we're leaving money on the table. Let's like do the, this as a podcast. So we decided to do that. And it's like, actually it has been like so great because we started doing it maybe like two months before COVID happened mm. and having that like connection with someone like another person like mm. during covid that was like a, a guaranteed time where I had FaceTime with someone felt really good and it really like kept me sane and that was like great and then now like for the past I don't know how many months like eight nine months um seeing him in person it's like the only time I see someone really like in person yeah mm-hmm. right I mean I hope that's going to change soonish but like you know we have had a, a day one day a week that we see each other in person and that's my entire social life. (laughs) So Mm, it's been, it's been great for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think
4: we, we transitioned to virtual, like, you know, March of last year, like basically, you know, we just like got on a zoom and all, I don't know, we figured it out the first week, but then I don't think, I don't think I could overestimate how much it made, especially the first four or five months of COVID doable. And it was just like you're saying, it was like, okay, at least I have this. And then also with our listeners, like, I don't know, that was like a really special time that I was like, I don't think I'd ever done a Zoom meeting or something before, but having like watching this show and then getting together with two of my friends every week, like, yeah, was pretty incredible. I I really, yeah. There, know, there's some time. big
1: big pot news in, in New York. I don't keep up to date yeah. with the laws, but oh, yeah. they're legalizing rec- recreational marijuana, right?
3: Oh, it's so great. Yeah. So like you can smoke, <laughs> pot on the street now like just that was immediate yeah, so yeah. you can just smoke pot on the street like
1: today you can you can just go smoke it today
3: yeah as long oh, wow. as you're in a place where or, or you're at a place where you can smoke cigarettes okay so it, that's like not in like a park it's not in a restaurant but right. it's like you know on a street corner yeah you sure. can smoke it's was that really exciting was that,
4: a, was that a law that changed or was that like a, a an edict like <laughs> Like, know
0: know about the, king, the, the, the king? It the king of New York it got the. Yeah, you got the town crier to stand on a stump and they, they yelled it out one day. Yeah, it was yeah, like a big happened.
1: joint that just unrolled.
0: <laughs> and, they, and they were just playing. They were just playing Grateful Dead and Fish in the background. Yeah. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah! That was Don Pardo ye, from SNL announcing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what is the you know, actual law? Because it's, great. it's has it been has it been decriminalized for a little while, and then this was something hey. else.
3: Yeah, it's been decriminalized for like at least, I would say, probably 10 years now. Okay. So okay. like if you, you probably would just get a ticket at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's not like so bad, but it was expensive. So now it's like you don't get a ticket. Nothing happens the way that it should be. It's just mm-hmm. normal. But now there's going to be, you know, um, there are going to be spaces that are created for actual smoking. So they're going to be like consumption lounges. So it's going to be like a bar, but it's just weed, um, which I'm excited about. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and yeah. And then, uh, part of this whole thing is that there are a a set amount of licenses for dispensaries and consumption lounges that are reserved for minorities and people who've been directly affected Mm. by the war on drugs, which I think is super cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then are, yeah.
1: you, are you, are individuals allowed to grow it also?
3: No, I don't know that. Okay, I, I haven't like looked into it that much. I only really like looked into it into the terms of like how it affects me. Sure. Uh, I don't grow vegetables, so I'm not going to grow <laughs> weed. <laughs> I just buy everything.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's so interesting because I was watching um, Arrested Development. I was watching the first season of that again. And just the the cultural acceptance of weed has changed so much. It's crazy. Just in like the thirteen years, or uh, yeah, I think eight, thirteen or eighteen years that that show has been around. Like yeah. like it was like such the boogeyman in the first season of that show where they where they talk
3: you about call it. A pothead. Yeah, and like now when you go like
1: I don't know when you whenever we were in California, it's just like it's just very common and accepted and normal. And it's just yeah. uh, it,
4: it's so wild to see. That difference happened. My mom, I, I my mom it. was listening. My mom was listening to Cheech and Chong with her friends in middle school. And my <laughs> uncle came home after my uncle was. My uncle like saw Velvet Underground like live and saw Jimi Hendrix like three times. He was like, but he had like a big conversion and he came home. And my mom was listening to Cheech and Chong, uh, one of their first albums, like with some of her friends. And he just walked up to the record player and like snapped it. And he's like, "Don't listen to this trash." Dude. I've heard that uh, I've heard that story in my family like fifty times. She's like, like when you broke the Cheech and Chong album. So imagine from Arrested Development. Imagine
0: how much
3: things yeah. have
4: changed
0: since the Cheech and yeah. Chong. Dude, dude
4: Cheech and Chong, were like, your
3: narc uncle. Dude, yeah. that yeah. is like yeah. the
0: best <laughs> argument ever that he needs to smoke weed.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, Be like,
0: hey, yeah bro, totally. why don't you just like chill out and <laughs> yeah, see what so. uh, this man
1: teaching <laughs> um, I, I, i'm not super familiar with weed culture but like it, i feel like they don't get the the admiration and respect that they deserve as early pioneers i mean they're like this they're like the magellan of of weed culture right
3: I think they do. I think they get yeah. Oh, they plenty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They have a whole like line of um, pipes and bongs. I think they have their own strain of oh weed, gosh. and they have like wow. rolling papers. They they have all these like smoking it accessories. It That's good. And I'm, stuff. I'm yeah. glad
1: they're getting recognized
3: <laughs> as they oh, should. They they are for sure.
0: That's
4: Tracy, great. what is, uh, what is your, um, relationship to sex in the city? We asked this to like anyone we ever have on some people like it's their favorite show ever. Some people have only seen a few episodes, but what's your relationship to the show?
3: Oh, I've seen every episode. I saw both movies in the theater. Um, it, I have a love hate relationship with it. Mm. I love to make fun of it. Um, <laughs> for different reasons, but mm-hmm. also I d- like, you know, while it was airing, cause I watched it, you know, while it was airing mm-hmm. and, and it was like event television while it was airing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would watch it that when it was airing, you know, obviously because in the beginning there wasn't DVR or anything. It's like, yeah, but you have to catch it when it's on. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, understood the importance I was, and I was pretty young. I think I was maybe like a senior in high school when it started, And I understood the importance of, um, you know, women talking about sex and talking about vibrators. I was really in a zine culture. So I was like always Mm. getting like feminist zines that would talk about vibrators and things like that. Mm. And then I went on Mm. to work for this magazine called bust, which started off as a zine and then became a magazine. It's just like seminal Mm. feminist magazine. And we always did vibrator reviews and things like that. And we all love sex in the city. We love that Mm. they talked about that kind of stuff. And you know, uh, sort of like made it just like normal. Um, at the same time, it's like being a writer who lives in New York city, the, how fantastical a lot of the stuff is, is wild. And then like watching this, you know, uh, or seeing it like as an adult, and like looking back, you know, I don't know, 20 years later, is it, has it been 20 years? It's been over 20 years, right? It's been, yeah,
0: 20, it's been almost 25, 20, 21 or 22. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
3: like watching those things, you know, some of it just seems like so stupid and like so, you know, just not in touch with reality at all. Mm. Uh, but, and, and there are, there are issues with it, you know, there's issues with like diversity and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But ultimately, it was great to be able to see women talk about sex and not feel and not be shamed for it and be celebrated mm. for it.
0: Mm. it it's, uh, it, I think so much of what you're saying is like so interesting from the side of sex in the city they're talking about vibrators. They're talking about sex, but they're like the furthest women ever to read or understand what a zine would be. Like if there's like, there should be an episode where they go to the East village and she's like, did you know that some people make tiny magazines and they don't even pronounce the whole (laughs) word. They're called zines. (laughs) Like there's not really much of a punk rock aspect covered in sex in the city, but there is something that I guess is interesting that It seems like they were covering sort of some of the same topics, but also not in the same way that, you know, you guys were,
4: you're kind of also like on the forefront of the early, like digital move to writing. I mean, I feel like the, when, when did Jezebel get established? When did, was that founded?
3: Jezebel started in 20, uh, 2007.
4: (laughs) And I was writing okay. for
3: Gawker first and Gawker okay. owned Jezebel. And so then i you know, uh, kind of migrated over there and we were developing the site and stuff and then launched it. So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I left bust was because I really wanted us to get in a digital space yeah. and it was just so hard there. Like just making a magazine is so hard. And there was like four women that did it. Like we, it was mm-hmm. very small staff, so mm-hmm. they like couldn't focus on that. It was like really just like trying to get the magazine out when we could. So, um, you know, and then I I feel like once Jezebel happened, those kinds of conversations sort of exploded about women and sex. And especially Mm -hmm. at that time, like sex writing was very, very popular. I had a sex Mm -hmm. blog. That's how Gawker found me. Um, Mm -hmm. What what was your
4: sex blog called or what was, what was it?
3: It it was called One D at a Time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh that's an anti
4: double penetration blog it sounds like
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um although you know there there were there was one entry that was called that one time, <laughs> <nine> <laughs> two at a time. so uh it, it was like it was just about um being kind of like a dirt bag like a woman hmm. dirt bag which mm. wasn't um something that really anybody liked um a lot of feminists didn't like it because they thought it was like setting people back and the, uh, setting women's back women's women's sorry setting the women's movement back and then a lot of uh i don't know i feel like, especially the gawker uh commenters were like real harsh about it like mm. but i always think of like sex writing as sort of like a war a rorschach test and like the way that you react to it says so much more about you than mm. the person who wrote it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, so having been a sex writer in New York City, my life was very, very different from Carrie Bradshaw's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> were there yeah. were there any? Uh, I mean, like, what were like the main. Differences. I mean, I imagine money. that you probably weren't spending yeah, spending as much money, money as she was on.
3: Yeah. I, didn't, I did th- not have a pair of shoes that were even like, I think the, 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 actually the first time I bought a pair of shoes that were over $400, probably over a hundred dollars. My, all my shoes were cheap before that was when I got, um, the job at Jezebel. I went mm. to celebrate by buying a pair of shoes. And I feel like that I was totally influenced by sex in the city and Carrie I was like, Oh, this is how you celebrate success. You go mm. and buy a pair of shoes for a, for a fucking blogging job, which I never even wore shoes to do because <laughs> I was like in my house.
0: <laughs> you were like a, the original like work from home person yeah, totally. pre-pandemic. <laughs> Like this is yeah, nothing was, new to I'm you. Yeah, I was I'm so used to home. this.
3: Yeah, it's w- great. Was there
1: was there the element of like the the press and like this the the parties and the scenes was like all of that happy not happening as a writer in in you know the mid 2000s?
3: Yes, definitely. Okay. So like you were going
1: to the fashion shows, you were going to like, the the restaurants and all that stuff. That that mm-hmm. part of it was accurate. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. I don't know. I mean, I guess I would go to restaurants. I didn't have really a lot of if it was free. I would go. Mm. That's the thing is that you go to these things as a writer because it's free, you get free food, free booze, cause you can't mm. afford it otherwise cause you <laughs> are not making much money at all. Um, but that's, that's like, um, you know, so when I would, when I watch sex in the city now and I see her at like a party or whatever, I'm like, that is awfully well lit for a fashion yeah. party. Like it would be <laughs> way darker. You know, the music would be louder. It would be weirder. Uh, it, it what it wasn't like like it felt like every time she went to a party it felt like it was like a gallery opening yeah yeah. right right right. you know an actual like you know party where people are like doing drugs and you know having a good time
0: right Mm. yeah do you do you feel like i mean i guess pandemic has changed that but do you think like that world of the carrie bradshaw world and even the world that you experience does that exist in new york anymore is that like a bygone world
3: You know, I did go to a book party on Thursday and it was my first Mm -hmm. time ever going to something since, I mean, in over a year, probably in like, like 14 months or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it was still outside, like it was outdoor seating, but it was really nice. There was like, you know. New York media people there was like somewhat a little bit glamorous. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot what this felt like. This is great. Um, but that's the first thing that I've experienced, you know, since last year.
2: Mm.
1: Was it hard to, was it hard to get back into that? Like, do you think people are going to snap back or do you think that it's going to go? I'm just worried that, that our old lives are going to look so much more foreign (laughs) than people are going to be done hanging. Yeah. Uh, like Was your experience normal?
3: It felt so good <laughs> to oh, okay. do it, but I will say that it felt weird because like putting on makeup and stuff mm. and wearing heels for the first mm-hmm. time in forever felt weird. And I was late because I wasn't able to like actually properly gauge how long it took me to get ready anymore. Sure. So, uh, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think that it's going to go back to the way that it was Mm-hmm before like i think that things are going to be like really slowed down just because like it's like way more cost effective i've saved so much money in yeah. this pandemic yeah <laughs> uh yeah. you know not like going out and drinking and taking cabs every night exactly so, yeah. you know it, it's it's kind of nice to be able to like do other things with my money
1: i know sometimes yeah. like on a sunday night when i'm getting ready for the for the, the work day and in the pandemic i like I've like gone to the grocery store over the weekend and be like, man, that was like really tiring. And then I think back to like two years ago. I'm like, how in the hell did I do all that stuff on a weekend? Like how how did it
4: actually work? It's just it's uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> well, before uh, before we get into the episode, real quick, would you do you have a uh, the classic the classic question? Are you a you know, do, you know, Carrie or whatever. Do you, mm-hmm. do you, does one come to mind?
3: Yeah. I'm a combo mm-hmm. of mm. Carrie. Uh, I'm sorry, not Carrie. I'm a combo of Charlotte and Samantha. Oh, That's wow. That's what I always say. Really?
4: Yeah. I always, I, so why do you say that?
3: Cause I'm like traditional in a lot of ways. And I don't know if it's like my Catholic upbringing. I'm unable to just completely get rid of that. Mm. Um, and and i do like niceness and i am i i have a lot of rules for myself and for the way that things are supposed to go mm. i also um and especially I, especially i don't know when i was younger i was real wild sexually and then now that i'm older like it's like you know i have like an angle to work so it's like a cougar angle and that's <laughs> been beneficial for me so i feel like samantha in that way that's uh, awesome yeah oh, that's cool.
4: that's great yeah i i wait uh, what are you guys i always say that i always say charlotte and samantha cuz i grew up in kind of like a Christian home and like I have like a rule following thing and I feel like at heart like I'm kind of feel like kind of innocent in a way but then also you know as I've grown up I like I kind of let loose on the wild side and and it was and then I feel like I've dealt with a lot of the tension between those two a bunch so <laughs> so no, and I'm I'm just excited the next few years to become a cougar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I'm, I'm probably 90% Miranda. I don't think I'm as pessimistic as Miranda is, um, but I think I'm, um, I, I, I work the same way that she does in terms of thinking and uh, thought process and friendship and things like that. But I think I have like maybe a little Carrie in me. I don't know. Mm. Probably Miranda <laughs> Carrie. You,
3: you like sports as Miranda? Not,
1: not really, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah.
3: That's the Carrie in you.
1: Yeah, not, not really like a sport. Magic of the gathering is
4: a sport. Magic the yeah, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. role playing are a sport. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I'm I'm I would say mostly Carrie and maybe a little Charlotte. I don't even remember what I said on past podcasts, but I do know that I'm like mostly Carrie, partially I mean, we've talked about this like I've I've been so much like emotion. Led in so many things in my life. And like, John has been my Miranda where I'm like, I got to talk to you about this thing. But I've like slowly started to understand a little more of that. And like, uh, I, I guess, like, I don't know, blissed out is the word, but just have been like, okay, just like become aware of things. But definitely, Carrie and also like most of my jobs in New York have been in media. And so I feel like there's a little bit, Carrie's like a people person. She's, you know, she's always around other people and stuff like that. And then I think the Charlotte thing, I also have a pretty traditional religious upbringing and, um, and my, my, my family was always in some ways, like in, in a good way, like wanted kind of like postcard perfect family stuff. And so I feel like that's very Charlotte where it's like, you got to have like a yeah. good looking duvet cover. And so my, my, my family's like my, there were things like that that were important to my family, even though they understood the real things that were important as well. It's Plus you're going
1: to end up marrying a bald Jewish lawyer.
0: That's true. That's true. I'm going to marry a bald, I'm a marry a bald Jewish lawyer after the real estate guy breaks my heart a million times. Yeah. You know, so, And I really, it's really my fault the entire time. I should have walked away from the game.
1: Um, um, well, let's, let's uh, check out. This is uh, the first episode of season two. That's, um, yeah. Take me to the ball game. Is that what it's called? Take me to the ball take, game? Take me take out, me out, to, out the to, to the ball game. game. Take me so out you're, to you're the not, ball you're game. You're not
0: a sports guy because you would know that's the most <laughs> iconic baseball song ever. <laughs> What's uh, the song called? Take me to the ball game. Take, take <laughs> me to I'm
1: also, a game. not a singer.
2: Take me to crowd. <laughs> we score touchdowns
4: and goals and baskets.
1: Katie's going to walk through the synopsis if you're not watching alongside of us. And we will see you on the other side of the break to discuss Take Me Out to the ball game. Boom. All right.
2: Episode 13 Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Carrie meets the new Yankee at a baseball game, all the while preparing for her first post breakup encounter with Big. Miranda gets fed up with the girls always talking about men, and Samantha gets frustrated with her boyfriend's deficiencies. Charlotte dates a guy who has a tendency to adjust his package a lot. And now, back to the boys. And we're back. Welcome take, back,
1: everybody.
0: We're wow. back on the same page. Here we go. Uh, on the take same me, ball. Take take me to ball game. That was a good episode. Take me. To, I, bring <laughs> me. To, bring me to ball game. Bring me <laughs> to stadium. Man, I just have to stay
1: at the at the start of this episode. Carrie fucks up a lot in Sex and the City as as a whole, but. Leaving New Yankee was probably the dumbest thing that she does in the entire good series. That Lord. guy is
0: Yeah. Perfect. I good looking. Yeah, cool. Good looking. Like I have a new respect. This is the second time we've ever watched this series. We just watched it for the first time, as as our listeners would know. But I don't know if you know that, Tracy. But like watching it again. New Yankee is so perfectly cast. Oh my as like a sports guy, but also just like a good guy who's playing in a totally different world. Like he's just like Harry yeah. he leaves him, and he's like, "Uh, all right." Like I, she he, cries <laughs> in his mouth.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh it's not his fault at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Sh- sh- Now, now he has a story in New York story.
0: Yeah, exactly. that's true. Being
3: ditched by a sex writer
0: yeah do you did you,
3: uh, did you
1: get any hooked up, hooked up with uh any sports people any athletes in in your career
3: no <laughs> i did it for free i didn't get paid. Oh, for- <laughs> 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 do you? Uh, no no i don't know i'm not like a sports person okay it was like okay. musicians mm-hmm. djs mm-hmm. actors that kind of mm-hmm.
4: thing yeah um, yeah, when we did last year, we did March Madness, uh, but for sex and the city guys and new Yankee, new Yankee was a strong, like girls out there have strong feelings towards new Yankee. Like I almost, this is the first time I remembered him cause I remember this episode, but, um, a lot of people out there wish he would have had a longer arc and they really, but he's, well, who he's did
3: the best out of the. Um, in March well, we
4: did it luck based. Mm-hmm. We actually did it chance based, but okay. um, I think S- um, Harry. Some of the non,
1: some like the non main boyfriends. Like people love Harry. People love Smith. People love Doctor Robert Leeds, Miranda's yeah, okay. boyfriend in season six, five.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot uh, of people. Like black the, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Who else? Who else do they like? Do they really love? Um, they the
4: controller. Oh John yeah. Slattery. Uh, Bill, Bill Kelly. Kelly.
0: John Slattery. Yeah, John Slattery's character. Mm-hmm. People loved him. Uh, people yeah. love mm-hmm. Farmer Luke. Farmer Luke, a very minor <laughs> character, but the the farmer <laughs> that Samantha hooks up with. People
4: love yeah. Farmer Luke. <laughs>
2: Also I think people, Dr. I mean, Robert
4: Leeds was definitely the, the, the yeah. most like fan outcry of how of hotness.
1: Internally, we liked Big Bone Tom a lot. Um, <laughs> Schmool got a lot of
0: love. Yeah, Schmool heads. We like Turtle. We think Turtle we're,
4: was we're was not respected completely.
0: We're huge fans of uh, Lynn Schneiderman, the guy with the dangly earring that Samantha <laughs> sleeps with when she gets her period back. <laughs> We love Len Schneiderman. He's like got a great ponytail and like a dangly earring Coming up in,
1: a, in a couple episodes. We got Mr. Pussy, who I was a big fan of. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. He's
3: great. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's just so many. There's so many classic, classic gentlemen in this show.
0: Yeah, really. Oh, so here's a question, because you were talking about, you know, your Samantha years. Sex and the City does such an amazing job of the weird one off guys. And that's honestly mm. our favorite part is how accurate is that to just weird dudes that are out there? as a woman who's dated around pretty accurate
3: yeah definitely there's like definitely like guys that i've slept with or dated that just have nicknames i don't even remember their (laughs) names that like we would just call them like leather jacket or something Um, like that like they're like it would just be like yeah there's there's a ton of that Uh, a lot of shitty apartments yeah uh yeah exactly one guy was foam mattress we just called him foam mattress (laughs) (laughs) was it just literally like a foam topper
0: like that was the mattress
3: just a foam mattress it was that was it no (laughs) anything else not even an air mattress it was a foam uh, mattress
1: i want to do an exercise what would your i'm asking kevin and Corey and tracy what would your one night stand name be like like what are what are other people referring to you as my be west elm bed frame
0: <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like something you want people to think of you yeah. as yeah exactly. But <laughs> exactly because here's the thing i found one that was refurbished and i paid a lot of money for it even yeah. though it was refurbished it's either, it was either it's either
4: that or a restoration hardware rug either one take your choice <laughs> <laughs> here's the
0: two things that i bought that were expensive Pick a yeah. that,
4: that were a combination from a Christmas and birthday gift. I asked my parents if I could combine the two. Yeah, totally. Um, um, I don't know what mine would be. Mine mine might be something like, oh, oh mine would be because I used to have, um, you'd have to walk through the hallway to get to my bedroom. So there were a few times that girls came mm. back to my apartment. we were like, oh, this apartment's kind of nice. And then we would have to walk from my apartment, like through the hallway back to my bedroom. And they were like, and I was like, this is the part where it gets weird. And they'd be like, where the fuck are we going?
3: <laughs> so
4: it would ha- I don't know what the nickname would be, but it would be something about that.
3: Railroad. Yeah. Right? Railroad. yeah. Railroad. Railroad cab.
0: <laughs> Mine,
4: I mean, I feel
3: like I'm just like the mom now. The ma- like, like that mom. And uh, before... <laughs> I don't even want to know I would have been called. It wouldn't have been something nice, probably. It would have been something <laughs> not nice. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: sure people probably threw out the Carrie Brad they like the, the Carrie Bradshaw one with you being a writer, sex writer.
3: No, I doubt it.
4: No. <laughs> I would no,
3: be terrified if
4: if I if I found out like midway through like flirting with someone that they were a writer at gawker and jezebel i would i would oh freak gosh. out i would be so nervous
3: <laughs> oh i kept that a secret for sure oh okay. I yeah, know yeah. would
2: tell people that yeah <laughs>
1: you gotta tell a lie like I'm, I'm just an fbi agent or i you know i work for doing like, something to make him actually feel good
4: <laughs> <laughs> what um <clears throat> all right what's let's get into the storylines here who do we got we got we've Mar- got Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Miranda, Miranda was basically the why do we always have to talk about guys? Mm-hmm. That was which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and she,
1: she had it came up that she had a, a boyfriend for two years, I believe, named Jeff, that uh, she was notorious for getting over quickly and being being able to not talk about him, uh, not bring him up and and was just completely over him. Um,
3: but she like she t- she says like why do we have to talk about our boyfriends all the time? Which I feel her on that. Mm-hmm. But her like alternate convo options are like, do you want to know about my new Palm Pilot? Yeah, which is, like, <laughs> yeah. So totally. much more boring. <laughs> or she's like
1: spewing off like really nerdy like baseball stats about yeah. like <laughs> uh, a minor league player that's just got brought up to the majors for the first time. It's like but no, you're proud, Miranda.
3: Clearly don't care. Exactly. Read the room
1: oh man (laughs) i'm so glad you brought up the palm pilot because i i was thinking that when she brought it up and i was like this is the dumbest conversation ever like
4: i don't know i would rather talk
3: about someone's balls yeah exactly
4: exactly i always love playing was it product placement or not because in in hbo Ah. like sometimes it's obvious i don't think that one was but but i was like uh, through the episode i was like i wonder if that was palm pilot like really dropping some big money to be like just get us on there, okay? We that was we're coming that back. was the
3: years that it was like a big deal, right? That's like when yeah, they were trying to like really happen. Late nineties, I uh, guess. What? what the,
4: You're up, John.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought Corey said, hold on a second. I was like,
0: okay, are we stopping for some no. reason? No, no, anyway, no, this no, would just be no, an awkward no, thing no. that you guys I can make fun really, of us about. I got super <laughs> nostalgic about Palm Pilots and just wanted to take a moment of silence for them. That was a... <laughs> I, love I was like, guys, let's just pour one
1: out for all the Palm Pilots. <laughs> oh, you out there. Pour <laughs> out. I love that yeah, Kevin's like, uh, you're up, John. Okay, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll,
2: we'll. Hey, 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 John, I know you're not that into
0: sports, but batter's up, bro. Come on, man. we are <laughs> on deck. <that. laughs> Let's go. Okay. No,
1: my question was, what, what the hell did a Palm Pilot do? Like now that we oh, have man. iPhones, I can look back and know like the iterations of the, the how that technology developed. It, was it just it like, like?
4: Well, it had a it a had calendar. a pen, which was cool, kind and of a stylus. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was basically. I mean, imagine like a shitty iPad. Basically, like it yeah. does. You could read on it. it, so it was kind of like a shitty Kindle. It was a oh, you shitty could like you read. You could read a book. Yeah. Um yeah, it was like pre-apps, I so I don't think it was like the easiest way like to find them and stuff. But yeah, like you could do email on it. Yeah. Um calendar.
0: I'm just thinking of a contacts. BlackBerry. I guess I,
1: I'm trying to think of the difference between a, a Palm Pilot well, and it, a BlackBerry
0: it wasn't connected to like a phone until they got yeah. to this one. And I forgot what it was. Do you remember there was this one that was like square with a big knobby antenna and it was like made by <laughs> T-Mobile or something. And it was like the first phone version. People had it like right when I moved to New York, but the Palm pilots like weren't connected to a phone. So it was like, all the things you could do on a blackberry but you couldn't dial out so it's like (laughs) think of all the fun organizational stuff crammed into a blackberry plus like minesweeper that was a palm pilot (laughs) that's
4: anytime i anytime i put my my computer i take it off the internet to like get some like writing done i'm always like what's a computer for (laughs) like i was like what does this thing do so i that's that's a palm pilot (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 funny how we've talked five times as long about it than her the Miranda's friends right. let her talk about yeah. it. Exactly. We like, Let's I, get into I, it.
1: I would love to see a, um, a cut scene where they just let Miranda just go. She <laughs> talked about her like legal briefs. Her fucking um, she has the yeah. Contact she's like, for uh, her what does it do? Notary. What doesn't yeah. it
4: do? Hold on a second. Okay, so. <laughs>
1: Um, I think Dana, she probably could have talked Samantha into buying one.
3: Uh, why didn't Samantha have one? She was in PR. She should have been like on exactly. top of
0: it. I bet Samantha had one. She just didn't want to talk about it. She was yeah. just like
3: boring. She knows exactly.
0: Yeah. She right. talked about like James. F- yeah, exactly. She's like fully organized. Um, there's a there's a Charlotte. Thing that we asked on our Instagram, and it's about Charlotte's breakup rule, and she's like, which I've heard elsewhere, it's like it takes half the total time you went out with someone to get over them. And we mm-hmm. asked like forty four percent of the people on our Instagram agreed with that, fifty six disagreed, like pretty much half and half. What do you all think of that? Do you think that's true? The half rule to get over, like if you went out with someone for three years, it takes a year and a half to get over. If you went out for a year, it's six months. What do you think?
1: As as someone who identifies with Charlotte, can you define like getting what getting over someone means?
0: Ooh, I think I think in Charlotte terms, not openly crying. Yeah, not openly crying. You've properly grieved it. You feel a peace that you're like, I'm ready to move on now. And that, like, I think Charlotte to drink in
3: the day anymore. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Charlotte needs everything internally and externally very tidy. So it's like mm-hmm. you feel like you've tidied that up inside and you're ready to move on.
3: I feel I like think it only a- really applies, though, if someone breaks up with you, if it's like unexpected. Ah, yeah. If you break up with someone, then I don't think it's mm. going to be nearly as long. Also, if it also depends on like how deteriorated the relationship had become by the end of it like because sometimes people Mm. just like hold on and you know they're just like hanging on for like nothing and then like when you're free you're like oh my god I'm free of that like I should have just like broke up with them so long ago uh so I think it really like depends but I like the figure as a sort of base number Mm -hmm. you know
4: yeah yeah, Mm. I agree because it's like totally just like folk advice like it's I don't Mm -hmm. think this comes from like a psychological study but (laughs) it's almost better that way because it it gives, you, it gives you a very tangible moment, you know, that if it is six months that you're like, okay, like at the end of month one, you could be like, all right, I, I, I feel a little better. Like the wound's healing up. I think I need to like hang out with the guys, you know, and then it, I, I bet it psychologically has got to be good for you. Unless it was like a five-year yeah. relationship and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I got a hard two and a half years. Yeah. I,
1: I also think it has to do, with the maturity of the relationship because I can't help like but think about someone who has uh, a high school sweetheart they dated a freshman all the way through senior year. When they yeah. go to college, they're like week two and they're completely they're
4: completely <laughs> yeah. over each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I think there's some breakups that are just there are none that are completely um just handshake. Even ones that are like you agree to do it. They're, st- they're still sad. So I think like mm-hmm. y- you'd have to v- look at this on a scale of like really difficult, toxic, close relationship to, you know, there's, there's one relationship that I had that it it wasn't that long to heal from. And we're like friends now, but, and that was like relatively long It's like a year and a half. So, and then I had, I've had other ones that are like a little rougher. So, Mm -hmm. but I, I like it as I like it as good. I think it's a good wisdom to, Mm -hmm. to throw out to some friends. Yeah, I also think I it's
3: good so that like it gives your friends a, a sort of timeline of like how long they can put up with your bullshit. Yes, mm. you know, exactly. It's like, yeah. Okay, we will be putting up with this for nine months. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you have to get your shit together.
1: Yeah, Total, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I, I want to. So, so Charlotte uh, dates a guy who adjusts himself frequently. He's <laughs> grabbing his crotch and and playing with his balls like in public, in private, and. Her solution to that was to go to Barney's and buy him some supportive underwear. Uh, he he reacted like an absolute infant, You're in my really opinion.
3: Weird, right? Do,
1: like, do you think that was the right play for her? Or do you think she should have just...
3: I would like never said, said buy something. a man a gift, especially from Barney's. Well, now I can't because Barney's is gone. But yeah. like <laughs> especially from I mean, that was expensive underwear and they haven't yeah. even had sex yet. It's like you he should buy you a gift. Yes. He should buy you underwear. Uh but like I would have just asked him, like, why are you always touching yourself? That's so mm. embarrassing. It's yeah. like I mean, I guess it's it wouldn't be so Charlotte to to be so forward about something like that. But um, I mean, I have friends that do that. Like gay friends, male friends that are always feel, they feel real comfortable just scratching their balls or or readjusting Mm -hmm. themselves. Like often in front Mm -hmm. of me, I would never like pick at my vagina in front of (laughs) anybody. (laughs) I I truly would not. I would go to the bathroom, you know? Yeah. I think, (sighs) I
4: feel like I, I feel like, I have nice, I don't know if I do it or not. I feel like I maybe do without noticing. Do I do that? I just, I don't know know, that. As I was watching, I was like, I was like, that seems like something. Cause I've been accused of, of not, not doing a major nose pick, but doing like occasional, Mm. occasional like nose wiping. And I don't Mm. notice I do it. It's like a nervous tick. And I was like, "I, I hope I don't do that with my balls. As I, I thinking, what you do. as I was watching the show, I was like, ah, "I hope I don't do that." But, but if I did, I would get my own underwear and I would get my own support. Okay.
1: There's also a way of like unjamming them with like just doing like an extra long horizontal step. Yeah, you just you do do the, <laughs> you do
0: the leg shift.
1: Yeah, you can do like an, an, a leg shift, and then if it's more yeah. problematic than that, you can just like like Tracy said, you can go into the bathroom and do a full yeah. adjustment. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think his was like very egregious and his was it wasn't just
0: from being a baseball underwear? player. Was it no, just that from being like a baseball be- player? This was the that this guy was, was the, the j- musician. That guy was the, no, he was a jazz AR rep at a record label. Oh, and, uh, okay. I think I, you know, and since he's a jazz rep, I think he, I think that was happening because because he was just too cool. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy was just way too freaking the- cool.
2: Let's keep
4: it, it is, up. Do you, th- do you think the guy, um, The guy, the Yankee, was into the music he suggested? Do you think he was going to (laughs) go home and just be like... How did he
3: not know who Miles Davis was? I mean, even if you just have ever like seen pbs or something like right. there's, yeah there's <laughs> you just hear about Miles da- miles davis even if you've never heard his music
1: totally that's just a name that exists no i yeah. think
3: i think the new i think
1: the new yankee probably listened to like andrew wk or something like that uh, i don't
3: know <laughs> <laughs> party
0: all the time i don't even
3: think that was out yet though right yeah maybe it not. probably wasn't what
0: if the new yankee had only listened to things played over the speakers at baseball games It was all just jock jams. jams. It was all jock jams. I love
3: jock jams. I was actually listening to Jock Jams yesterday because they played a song. Yeah, they played a song in Whole Foods that was from one of the jock jams. And I was like, oh, I love that song. And then I got in my car and I put on, they have like a whole mix on Spotify that's like jock jams one through four. Oh, what What song was it?
1: Do do you remember which Um, one it was?
3: no it wasn't that one it was like um bean uh, town, baby, be, 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 bean town. <laughs> i want to say it was like uh it wasn't everybody but it was like oh shit it was wasn't C N C music, music factory? factory okay no it was maybe like maybe like um fuck is it black box is that it was like um. Is it wait? Is it, was it like, Sandstorm? Yeah. 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 Oh my. Yeah. yeah that yeah. sounds so good. Oh, strike That's it a up. Great song. Strike it up. Oh
0: yeah, oh, that is a great song. That is like that nineties <laughs> yeah. house music feel. That's great. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, the it, irony is that so many Jock jams are actually gay anthems. Oh really? And there really? are several Village People songs on there. I just
0: imagine people yeah. shopping in Whole Foods to this right now. So, oh. Dude, I, I want to take a <laughs> yeah, special shout out and do a shout out to
1: the Chain Skimmers. <laughs> There's a community water ski show in northern Wisconsin that we see every summer and that's their finale song that they all dance to. So shout out to the Chain Skimmers in, uh, in Land Lakes, Wisconsin.
2: <laughs> What's also- um,
3: speaking of music, though, with 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 the new Yankee, I do think that this episode was inspired by or based on Mariah Carey and Derek Jeter. Mm. Mariah Carey's oh. rebound from Tommy Mottola was with Derek Jeter and that was in 1998 and this episode ah. came out in 1999 and it was like all over page six you know Mariah Carey's with the new Yankee and you know they had this this you know quick relationship fast relationship and so I would think that maybe the new Yankee listens to Mariah Carey.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: wow. That's some that, good inside info right there. That really is. <laughs> Do you see
3: that
0: kind of thing in pop culture from knowing years of like being an internet writer and just knowing what's going on in gossip all the time? Do you see that paralleled in TV all the yes,
3: time? Yes. I'm so into celebrity gossip and and like pop culture, but also I am a lamb. So I love Mariah Carey. That's what she mm. calls her fans, her lambs, her <laughs> lamily. So oh, okay. I knew I and I also have just listened to um uh the meaning of mariah carey by mariah carey which is her autobiography it came out in the fall and she talks a lot about the whole derek jeter thing
0: mm. how
4: long was she with derek jeter
3: like a year maybe okay maybe a little less okay. than a year when was madonna with um, remember I derek watching...
0: watching
4: what's he doing
3: was she no, when was madonna, madonna with was? Derek?
0: was was madonna ever with derek jeter Oh,
3: I didn't know that. I'm going I'm oh, to look man. up uh, I, Derek Jeter's relationship. I mean, relationship, he seems like but. he's all over the place. Yeah, what I, does he do now? He,
4: uh, is, I, he you know, now, is he like a. I mean, he went down as like the, the greatest shortstop of all time. So I feel like he doesn't need to. He played for 20
3: years. He's not out years. there like A-Rod.
4: A-Rod's like out and about.
3: He's making yeah. an embarrassment of himself.
4: <laughs> really?
3: Oh my God. Yeah. He like had this affair with some girl who's on a Bravo show and that's why he and J-Lo broke up like two weeks ago and then no way. apparently got back together.
1: Mm, I heard about that. Yeah.
4: Alex, I, um, Bro- what? Who's, the bra- who's the Bravo girl?
3: Some girl was on a show called Southern Charm. Uh, her no name is Madison.
4: Way. Really? Yeah. A-Rod.
0: Um, Madison was LaCroix. Totally- Ooh, yes. her owner of the seltzer fortune, LaCroix. Really? Um, no, that's not true. I just oh. made that up. <laughs> um, I was totally wrong about the Madonna thing. I thought for some reason, well, it's not listed on foxsports.com on this article I'm looking at,
3: but yeah, it's Jeter not in date, top 10 girlfriends that I'm looking the, at yeah. right now,
0: <laughs> but he did date a Miss universe. He dated, um, he dated, uh, Jessica Alba and Scarjo Tyra and, um, uh, Tyra, wow. Tyra Banks, wow, um, and Jessica Biel too, and Gabriel wow. Union, yeah. wow, Adriana and Mika Lima. Kelly, yeah, Sheesh. He
3: he was he was out there doing it. He he really yeah. was. He was getting criticized
1: like by Steinbrenner for
4: staying out partying until three a.m. Who would mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is you got to show up and you got to be able to perform. I mean this yeah. is New Yankees going to the Second Bar on Bleecker Street. You know he's he's going to get criticized by Stein <laughs> next <laughs> day.
0: Yeah, you know he is. But he's New Yankee, man. He's got friends at a Second Bar. You know he's going to show up and play. He was he was going to get he was going to get there. Black Box <laughs> is going to be playing. He was going to buy shots for the whole bar. It was going to be amazing.
1: I want do you want to point out about how and I would love to hear your input. I feel like I feel like Big handled that interaction like an absolute pro. Absolutely. Big was like such a gentleman, shook his Mm -hmm. hand, wished him luck, wasn't creepy, and just like complimented her, Mm -hmm. said, You look great, saw your picture. And then just walked away. I was like, Damn, Big, like that was well played.
3: She was embarrassing. She stared at him the whole time and like didn't acknowledge the guy that she was with. Like, that's so awkward to to do that. Like, you just, just, uh, she played it all wrong. But I guess in Mm -hmm. the end, she ended up getting him. So, whatever.
4: Yeah, You know, when you have the breakups and then you're like, you are just like constantly like you do entire routes to like not run into that person. (laughs) You're just like, yeah, Yeah. so I'm done with the carol stop for two years. Never going to be getting off there. I'll just walk the extra 20 blocks. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it seems like, um, I don't know. I felt like this. It's funny. This is season one or episode one of season two, because they kind of just jump. Right back into the Carrie Big situation. I wonder if you're sitting on your couch to check in on the new season and then you're like, oh, I wonder if Big is done. And they're clearly making a mark like, no, this character is going to be here for a while.
3: Forever. Yeah. There was one yeah. time I was in the city and this was like, it, it was well after Sex in the City had ended. And there was a girl on her cell phone, like in line for something in front of me. And she was like, he's like my Big. Like talking to her friend about some guy and i was like oh (laughs) no (laughs) i I mean it's still
4: yeah it still holds up people (laughs) like it does yeah it's it's still and i mean since we started doing it i didn't even know like what that i i hadn't seen the show and i knew what that meant before i was like okay i need to i know chris noth the actor but Mm -hmm. i need to hear what like this is all about now that i've seen it i'm like all right I think yeah. I'll probably use this vocabulary occasionally
0: more than I used to. <laughs> yeah. What What are your thoughts on Big after seeing the show and being seeing it multiple times? What's your gut reaction on him?
3: Um, You know, uh, it's hard to say. It's hard for me to divorce him from Chris Knoth, Chris who I saw in public before and mm-hmm. um, thought he was so sexy. And I never thought that when I watched the show. But mm. in public, like in person, he had this like, also he was wasted and his shirt was all messed up and there was like something hot about that. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just liked it. So he, I I, I like get it. I, I got it after that. Um, mm. I just was never, and maybe I'm stupid and whatever, but like I never like dated suits. Mm-hmm. So I don't like know what that whole world is i mean they're like upper east side you know suit wearing fancy shoe people and i live mm-hmm. in brooklyn so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different um i mean they're the women i mean they would be on real housewives now like that yeah. those, that's that set they are that mm-hmm. age and they would be I mean, Candace Bushnell makes appearances on Real Housewives of New York City all the time as like a friend of one of the women. Yeah. So, you know, it would, it, they're there are a certain type that I never really was. They're not really like that cool. Like they don't do like downtown shit, which mm-hmm. at that point in time, like 1999 in the city was like very, very cool. It wasn't cool to be on the Upper East Side at all anymore. So mm. it's weird that that, kept on going for the remainder of the show
4: hmm. who, who would your who would your your sex in the city siren be that would just hold your heart who's who's your the, guy
3: oh oh smith smith jerry oh yeah oh yeah,
4: yeah that's sexy
3: true. and nice <laughs> he's
2: yeah. the best
4: i, I yeah. love smith um yeah what uh okay the samantha storyline was basically small penis guy right
0: yeah, yeah. It was her. Um, co- it was her coaching James through all the stuff. There's the big montage of him like being a baseball coach to him. Was, <laughs> yeah.
3: He doesn't. He doesn't know that
0: he has a small penis.
3: That's what it seems like. Yeah. Like he's never watched uh, porn.
4: Yeah, and it's like uh, the guys that I know that have small penises talk about it a lot and know they have because um, they because well, I guess not everyone, but I specifically have three friends that talk about it all the time and are funny about <laughs> it. So I wonder if this guy doesn't know. He doesn't seem insecure about it though, either. He just seems like like, how
3: can he not he hasn't like like looked at other guys, like in a locker room or something, or even looking at porn and not felt I mean, like every single woman has some sort of insecurity about her body. So it's Mm -hmm. like kind of annoying that he doesn't. 100% That's so so
0: true He's very confident Or at least romantically confident Like he's always like showing up to be like That's my girl Like he
2: seems
0: (laughs) He seems a little like Not self aware or just doesn't have anything To be insecure about It seems very
1: un-Samantha like though To not tell him Like she's kind of handling the small penis situation In a similar way that Charlotte handled Like the underwear Not wanting to just like come out and say it Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she would have been she it would have been more her personality and would have suited her better if she was just like, honey, your bat's a little small. That's why we're going to use a vibrator. That's why we're going to do this. And like, that's going to make this relationship work. But she kind of was like too embarrassed to bring that up.
3: I Mm. have to say that any guy that would say something like, you know. When you start like use your vibrator and any guy that would say something like I think it would be more fun if it was just us uh-huh. like that is like someone you don't keep that's not a keeper 100%. that is someone you get rid of like that is a hot potato throw him it like that's so awful and it's like he, so he did I guess he did have like an inflated a delusional inflated self like sense of self worth yeah um, but like it, it was weird that that Samantha like turned the vibrator off. That seemed very not her.
1: Exactly. But you know,
3: this is second season. Like a lot of times in shows, they don't like really solidify like who a character is until like the third season. And then they like really kind of like nail it down. I mean, in this season, they're still doing the talk to the camera interviews Mm -hmm. with people, which they drop Mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah. It's still kind of like early on in the development of the show.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're still f- figuring some of that stuff out. I actually really yeah. liked the the uh camera to the camera stuff. I actually liked in this episode. There's sometimes where it comes off a little much, but I I thought we were over it. And then when it was here in this episode, I was like, I like this. I especially yeah. like the the lady in the Yankees stadium. I was like, oh, that's fun like seeing yeah. these like weird New York characters that you don't end up getting like later. Once they drop that, I guess it's this. Yeah. It's the same
1: as the first season. They just don't have the names anymore. The first season yeah. they had like the like yes. Rich Stein, banker. They would have said like you know
4: so and so because that's what Candace Bushnell's,
3: Bushnell's column was like. Mm. She would. Did you guys read Sex and the City the book at all?
0: Yeah, we read. We, read we, portions we, of it, not the whole thing. Yeah, we ended up talking um, to her, and we read some of it before, and um, but yeah, it. But it was all taken. Was it taken exactly from her columns?
3: No, this is the one instance where I think the show is better than the book. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) The book, I think, the book was just a collection of the columns and it didn't have like the heart that the show has. Mm -hmm. And you didn't care about the characters the way that you care about the characters on the show. Mm -hmm. Mm. The people all just seemed like money hungry and... you know, uh, the gold digging, which, you know, I didn't really like one of the, one of the episodes, which was also in the book, but one of the episodes, I, I forget what season it's in, but it's like Susan Sharon. Is that her name? Oh uh, yeah. The, the yeah. lady with the cashmere, who buys, carry the cashmere scarf yeah. and like stays yep. at her house. That's based on one of the Real Housewives of New York, Dorinda Medley. Dorinda oh, has a cashmere, um company that like an export company and she was going through like a horrible divorce with like a really Uh, asshole husband at the time okay
1: yeah because that's the one whose husband like screams at her because he's working on london time and like yells at her a whole bunch Ah, yeah she was living
3: in london with him and then she left and came back to new york
0: interesting wow wow
1: that that's that's really fascinating do you and it, when you were writing your column would you reference certain episodes of sex in the city like mentally when you were uh preparing stuff or doing research
3: i feel like i would make fun of it sometimes okay mm-hmm. um like i i would be like i couldn't help but wonder did you yeah, notice that's that there <laughs> was <laughs> two i couldn't help but wonders in this episode and they were almost back to back huh yeah, wait i like, didn't notice that within like, f- f- like three minutes of each other. Two, I really? couldn't help but wonders. Yeah.
0: Wait, one was about, one was about, well, I think they were both were about breakups. Was one about seeing someone in the street? Like, I know that she's, I know that she talks at the beginning about like chances of seeing your ex are like mm-hmm. possible, chances of seeing your ex when you look horrible or high but that yeah. wasn't one of they couldn't help but wonders.
1: This one has a really interesting, cause she's kind of narrating her column all the way through, or she's like yeah. coming up with her rules it's of, so of dating. Oh my God. Yeah. It's all very, all the baseball oh.
3: puns, which I uh-huh. actually like, I remember watching this episode the first time it came out and thought that it was hilarious because of all the puns. Yeah. Like I was like, when she was like, um, you know, and the problem was foul balls. <laughs> like, right. Talking right. About that guy's balls. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It got me then.
3: <laughs> um there's a there's a
1: few more Instagram questions that I would love
4: to talk through.
1: Um well, I think we, we
4: we should cover those breakup rules. I think those are great.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because
4: Well, we have uh, we have uh in a, in a world where leaving each other seems to be getting more and more frequent, what are the breakup rules? And then people responded with their breakup rules. First mm-hmm. one, Become totally, fully immersed in more important objectives, which
0: that one right there, that sounds like that's like from a war general who broke up. He's like, I know once my wife and I divorced, I became fully immersed in more important (laughs) objectives. Sounds like someone
1: uh, just found their new Palm pilot and is fully immersed in it. Yeah, exactly.
4: That's a really professional way to put get hotter.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
4: Uh, the next one is uh, uh, text is okay if it's something casual, which I totally disagree with. If you just continue texting with them, is that what they're saying? No yeah, breakup rules. Yeah.
1: Like it's okay. I think they're saying it's okay to break up with someone via text if it's oh, just a casual relationship. Got you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Text
0: is okay. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. What do you What do
1: you think of that, Tracy? Do you think it's like at what point do you owe someone more than a text? Is there Is there a number?
3: I don't. I, mm. I don't know. Like I am terrible at this. I broke up with someone via text we weren't even like we hadn't even had sex Uh and we kept going on dates because i was like you know what i'm gonna break up with him to his face
2: Uh and then
3: uh after like the fifth date i was like this is crazy (sighs) like i have got to just like text him and say like no (laughs) so i did that and then i felt bad and then here's the thing is that he continued to text me without me replying for three years i still have the text messages yeah he would text me and then he and i had to block him on gmail because he kept like dming me at work um but yeah he continued to text me and it's like what is this like game like what is he just like is he doing this to everyone and just hoping something works out or like what the would he just say hi
4: or like what would he what would he say
3: he was like hey i got a new couch and it was making me think of you i'm like why (laughs) Jeez. Why? I don't know he why. Was in love with
4: you, Tracy? I don't
3: know. And um Man. But I've everyone I've like had sex with, like we've had like a conversation mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. in person, probably. Or maybe mm-hmm. not. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe we just stopped texting each other.
4: Yeah, uh, the fade it? out can happen at times. A bit mm-hmm. like the mutual fade out. Yeah. Someone said
1: never reach out, never reach back out for anything ever in all contact in all caps. Um, lots of no contact. Um, I think yeah, that's a pretty I'm, solid rule. Just like cut yeah. cut the limb off, throw it in
4: the fire. It's like stopping smoking. The, the cold turkey is the only yeah. it's it's the only way that most people have agreed it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. how I that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. I don't know. Any objections to that?
3: I feel like you can. You don't want to burn bridges though. Because, uh, mm. for me anyway like because i never know when i'll need a source <laughs> i'll need <laughs> someone to like <laughs> tell me That's something true. i need to know so i don't ever want to like burn a bridge i'd like to be able to like reach back out to that person if i need something information yeah, any, or something from them
0: at any point I mean, you could just fire up a text back to three years guy and be like hey no. <laughs> i could
3: you, uh, you see could. i could Wait, did you there. get a new couch <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing I'm a, story a story for story. West Elm
3: <laughs> oh, My dogs are barking if I could come sit down I was just on a
1: podcast with a guy that has a West Elm headboard and it got me thinking about your couch
3: <laughs>
1: um, um, I think the s- no con-
4: I think the no contact rule is based on like uh, is based on like not reaching out like leave on good terms and then don't interrupt it like you know, a few times, like, you know, the, like three weeks in, you get drunk and then you like text them and yeah, you're like, "What?" Well, like, that's the thing yeah. you gotta not. Yeah, you gotta not do. Which brings us. I mean, there's a bunch of other one. Block on social media is block one. on social media is great.
0: I think this that's is a an very interesting one. one.
1: Someone said, "Make a shit list of everything you disliked about them."
3: Yeah, hmm. Charlotte said that. She said, "Keep thinking of all the things you hate about them." Yeah. Mm. I don't think blocking on social media though I don't like that Why? I want to I want everyone that I've been with to see what they're missing.
0: I guess mm. what I I guess what I don't know I, 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 <laughs> actually I take that back I don't mean block I mean unfollow that's what I mean yeah I, I I unfollow I, yeah and then they can do whatever they want to do that makes sense. I don't I don't block but unfollow yeah yeah shit Tracy's having fun. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's why i keep texting about my couch
3: <laughs> hey, i want to come up on that for you page
0: right. <laughs> for you <laughs> discover <laughs>
3: i've already discovered her i'm trying to forget
0: her <laughs> yeah i feel
4: i mean i feel like those are all there's a few other ones stop texting even when you're drunk that's a definite one mm-hmm. and yeah. i think also if you're gonna have one if you're gonna um break up and then reconnect once you can have one breakup sex post you're allowed to do that you're not allowed to do it but if it happens it has to be once it has to be awesome and then it has to be you know it's got to be like passionate and like both of you can be kind of upset but it's like intense you can do that one time but it can't be repeated over a three-week period of just doing it every week yeah i mean you know? you're right
1: Mm. um yeah well well this was incredible we we can't thank you enough for joining us on 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 the podcast tonight we had so much fun talking about talking with you and uh learning about what it was like to be carrie bradshaw back back in the day (laughs) in in new york city that's so cool yeah um
4: tracy would you give if you could give that we used to give uh uh cosmo Mm. ratings to episodes what would you give this Mm. in relation to the entire series what cosmo rating would you give this Ooh.
0: Yeah, one to five Cosmos. cosmos. How many? One One, one one to five Cosmos. cosmos.
3: Oh, this is a four Cosmo episode, I feel like. Nice. There was was balls, there was little dicks. Oh, I will say (laughs) the one thing, I actually wrote this note. The thing that bothers me about the show in general and especially about this episode especially because they talk about dicks and balls so much and you see samantha looking into the locker room they never show guys dicks on this they show they need to
0: show it mm. they
3: need i to was show I wondering if that. they were going to
0: show it i was wondering if they were just going to get a full-on shot when she looked at the locker room that was like perfect I can't agree. It's also HBO. they
1: need they need the the, the amount you they talk about they all need, the time
0: yeah they yeah, need to the show some cock and balls for sure one yeah. of the one of the funniest things is uh Um, Danny McBride and like the Righteous Gemstones and like uh, (laughs) Eastbound and Down, those shows, when they got their HBO show, HBO is like notorious about being like, you got to put nudity in your show and that's like Sex and the City is a ton of nudity. And so they were like, we just kind of didn't care, want to subvert it. So one of the shows, they just put in a ton of male nudity and they were like, <laughs> they brought it back to different. HBO and they were like, are Hey, we got nudity and HBO was like, yeah. damn it. We want to see groups. I'm like, sorry. Oh, sorry. It yeah. Especially it would have helped with, it would have helped with this yes.
4: specific episode for her to get into a penis size conversation mm-hmm. and a, like how big is, how small is too small and how to use it. Like it would have really added to this arc for Samantha. Yeah, exactly. I agree.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Where where well, can people find you uh, on online? What are what are your social handles?
3: Um, I'm Tracy Morrissey on everything. That's T R A C I E, and um, you can find me on my on my podcast, Pot Psychology. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Great! That is thank awesome. You.
3: Th- thank
4: you so so much for doing this. This is this was so fun. Yeah.
3: I know I had a really good time,
4: you guys. This is awesome. Cool. All right, <laughs> Go follow Tracy, go listen to Pot Psychology and we'll see you on the next episode right. Later, Later taters, taters. Bye. Bye
1: The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle and John Sieber The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin and narrated by Katie Sieber This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network Check out all their great podcasts at SeltzerKings.com You can find the boys on their socials at TheBradshawBoys or on their website at TheBradshawBoys.com And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.